everyone that's coming tonight, Lord God, we just ask that the Holy Spirit be invited in, Lord God, to each discussion, Lord God, mm. and that fear will just leave this place, Lord God, that discussion can be freely, Lord God, between each of us and John, Lord God, and just share, and we can grow, Lord Jesus, and we just thank you for your presence and for your anointing, Lord God, and we just thank everyone that's Amen. All right. Okay, so maybe just a little recap. Uh, first day we talked about faith, and last week was all about salvation, and probably a lot of other things. I kind of, yeah. So what has, what have you guys learned, if anything? <laughs> what 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 uh, sticks out to you? That's awesome. That's a that's a big thing. You realize that those thoughts are not you. Right? That's the bad guy out there trying to convince you that Yeah, that's who you are. But that's that's the guy who died. Yeah. Good. Focus, focus, focus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Sean. This is what you say, that's the guy that died. Yeah. So like like when you get saved you, you die. Right? So your old person is dead and your new new person who you actually are comes alive. Yeah. Alright. Cool, cool. Alright, to the I'm I'm just loving it, you know. It's just the reality. Mm. Um like I, I, I mean, I've been a Christian for years, but I was backslidden, backslidden for a lot of years, and I've um, only come back to the Lord in the last, yeah, really, in the last year or so. Yeah. And um, yeah, just um, you know, the, the fact that you know we're already forgiven, we're yeah. already, we're, we're, you know, even though I've read all this, you know, so many times and heard it all before, <laughs> but it's it's like. Um, like a revelation. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm forgiven. I'm in Christ. I'm redeemed. Like, even though I've been hearing it all <laughs> so much, it's like I'm only hearing it for the first time. Yeah. That's how it feels. Yes. The yeah. the word just washes over you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It cleans you. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you see my notes, like, like you see, like, see these yellow bits here. Yeah. And then there's like the verse on top of it. Right. These are my notes. Like. 90% are scripture. Yeah, it's yeah. all scripture. What's the yellow bit? You? The yellow bit is just the link to oh, the... Okay, right, yeah. If I click on it, it goes to the Bible. Oh, yeah. But they're all... Yeah, 90% of it's scripture. Yeah. So, like... It's the truth of the word of God that sets you free. Yeah. 
So, like, this is not my message. It's already in the Bible. You can read it yourself. And <laughs> that's, yeah. It's the point, right? I did before, but they're like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if you want them, I can do it, but they'll, they'll look jumbled to you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, today we want to talk about baptisms, plural, more than one. What baptisms do we know about? Let's start there. Water. Holy Spirit. Water. Fire. Fire. Holy Spirit. Fire. Anything else? Five. We'll get into that. <laughs> all right, so that's good. Uh, first of all, okay, just to see where we're all at, like, what happens when we're baptized? Like, baptism in, like, biblical baptism is... So when we're baptized, we are immersed in something. Like you're fully in the water, you're fully dunked in the water, right? Um, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're fully immersed into the Holy Spirit. And there's third baptism that says when we're baptized into Christ, and we're fully immersed into Christ. And we're going to talk about these three and fire that goes in with that one. First one, we're going to talk about baptism into Christ. Have you, have you ever heard that? No. no. no? I'll read plenty of scriptures. Uh, if you want to turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, you can start there. But baptism into Christ. So this is what happens at salvation. Okay? So at salvation, you receive the Holy Spirit in you, for you. You get that? And so you could say the Holy Spirit comes in you, for you, for your salvation. Okay, what's the one 12 verse 13. I'll read this out in the NLT. It says, some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, we all share the same spirit. Um, so yeah, so when we're, I'll, I'll get into more scriptures about that, like specifically later. But uh, this scripture here, so it talks about we are We've been baptized into one body by one spirit. So the body is the body of Christ, right? When you're saved, you're saved. The Holy Spirit comes in you, for you, and you're into a new family all of a sudden. Just all of a sudden. Like you're, you're under the power of the enemy in the world, and now you're in a whole different new, whole different new world with Jesus. And... and So, okay, I'll, I'll just uh, kind of break down the, the three that I'm going to talk about. Baptism into Christ. So, 
baptism into Christ is at salvation you receive the Holy Spirit in you, for you. And then there's water baptism. It's more of a, a recognition of what has already happened. And then there's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're receiving the Spirit on you for others. That's the difference. When you get saved, it's in you, for you. Holy Spirit's on you for others. Right? Um, so, first of all, when you're saved, this is all you need to be born again. Okay, there's nowhere in the Bible that indicates that you need to, you need to have all three to be born again. You need to be saved, give your life to God, that's it. You're not a second-class Christian if you don't, haven't been water baptized or Holy Spirit on you or anything. It has nothing to do with, with that, just so let you know if you're not, okay? That's all you need. You have Christ. He's in you. There's just more, okay? And we'll go into that. Uh, so being baptized into Christ is spoken into two, two uh, additional places. Uh, one is Romans 6, 3 to 4. I'll read that. It says, Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. So we are joined with Jesus Christ in baptism. And then another one, Galatians 3.27, says, And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So there's actually a lot, a lot more places where, where it talks about that, but here's just a few Examples. I always thought that just referred to the water baptism. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, he got baptized too. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah, good, good topic to bring up then. So, Jesus, what did? If Jesus was our example, right? He's our example. For example, we should. He said, "Follow me." So, when was he? Um, when was he saved? I guess he wasn't saved. When was he born of the Spirit? At birth, yeah, at birth, right? His father was born by the Holy Spirit through Mary, right? And then he was water baptized by John, right? And then immediately the Holy Spirit came upon him, right? So he had one, two, three. So that's exactly what we have to do. That's, he said, follow me, do as I do, and so on. So, but this here is talking about like what we're... We're baptized into a body, a new body of Christ, just like, just like Jesus. Like he was our example. To be, he was, he's called the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. So that's pretty awesome when you think about it. Like we're, it's not just Jesus, God, and then me down here. Everywhere in the New Testament, Jesus is always making us one with him. He and me and I and him. You know, he doesn't ever separate us. Like, it's almost as if in the 
if you read through the New Testament in that, in that light, you see that it, it's almost like he's, he expects you to know that already. It's like, for example, he says, he's like, all authority and power on heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. Because we're one. I have it, so you're in me and I'm in you, so go. Right? Just like that. So it's very, yeah, almost like the, the writer expects you to know. Like, okay, when, you, when you're a Christian, which means Christ-like one, you're like Christ. And you can walk like Christ and do like Christ and see like Christ and think like Christ and all that stuff, so. Again, just a reminder, you can just ask a question whenever you want. Just interrupt, it's fine. So uh, I just, just wanted to ask, too, if uh, maybe someone does, maybe someone doesn't. Does anyone want to share their salvation story right now? Yeah, okay. Yeah? You want it? Awesome. Yeah. Um, Let's I've hear. been brought up in a sort of Christian family. And then we moved from the farm to Lennox Head. And then mum wanted to start going to church. And I have never really been to church. You know, that, but they both, both believed, but we weren't going to church. And I've never been to church, except funerals and weddings. So I went along with her and, and it wasn't after a couple of times I made every excuse under the sun not to go. How old were you About 12 or 13. Yeah. And um, so in the end I started staying at home. And then mum somehow or other got involved with the Know Your Bible group that the ladies have. And she started going to that. And then she went to the Austinville Baptist Church. And then... Dad had to start driving her there, and then he got involved with the church up there. So they were going up there. So I started, I'll try going up there then because I didn't like the other one. Because <laughs> uh, it was just dead because it didn't have any Holy Spirit. And, um, and at that time, um, I didn't really fit in with the other that Austinville, you know, it doesn't matter what church it is, it, that wasn't mm. home for me, and um, and mum was very then I came across um, one of my friend, my sister's friends invited us to youth group and I went with like a handful of other friends and the pastor which was the original pastor of this church, Ted West um, he visited the meeting and I got saved pretty near after the first, second or the, you know, third um, meeting that we were together. But I wasn't allowed, I didn't have my licence. This is when I was 18 or 19. Yeah. I couldn't drive then because of my epilepsy 
And then, um, so Dad was taking us to the youth group and I was wanting to come to church, but Mum didn't want me to go for some reason or other. And then Mum got spoken to by God. He said, let my children come, you know, basically let my, my children come. Mm. And that's, and then I had my licence around that time too. So that's when I was able to come to church and yeah. I've been pretty near coming ever since. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, all of us got saved and um, in that group and I just got a touch of love. Yeah. Because, yeah, I grew up in a family where they loved me but there was a lot of arguing and yeah, I don't know. God just touched me, filled me with love, and I felt this is home ever since. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I don't know what else. You want. That's the first time I've really shared, shared that. Really? Yeah. Praise God. Mm. Awesome. In a group like this, yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's good. All Open right. up those spiderweb cupboards. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, that's good. Very good. Thank you. So what we're going to do, uh, not today, but next week, so you have a week to prepare. We're going to, everyone is going to share their testimony. Oh, that's good. That I'm, I'm, I'm off the range. But you're going to share it. You're going to share it. We're going to share the whole t- your whole testimony in one minute or less. And then in five minutes. And then you don't have to do, we won't do this one, but then as, as long as you want to make it. So I encourage you to write it out if you need to, if you haven't before, just for um, that example. Like, so we can share it to anybody at any time. Like the amount of times I've shared the whole gospel from gener- <laughs> Genesis to Revelation in like 30 seconds mm-hmm. to people like, this is what... This is the good news. We are bad, then we are good, blah, Jesus, blah, blah. Like, you can do it quickly. Just points or your testimony or whatever. Because sometimes people don't have time, right? That's just a great tool. Like, you never, you don't really have to rehearse it. You know it. It's in you. But the more that you share it, the more confident you are. And then the more um, personal you can even make it to the person that you're talking to. You know a little bit about them and then you can like, oh, this is kind of what I was going through at that time too. So, so yeah. So is that good? It's a little, little homework. Just uh, don't skip out on next week now that you got or else we'll do it the next week. <laughs> but it's All right. No worries. But yeah. So that's like very, very, very important that we share God's story because it's yeah, we're saying, when people hear that, we're saying, God, do it again. Like, God, do this thing again. Like, the amount of times I've heard, I've heard a testimony, I heard that God's doing something, and then that same thing happens in my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, it, like, fires me up. And then all of a sudden I have that same testimony a little while later. Like, whoa, this is, this is cool because I believe that, and I want that in my life. And that's how I got saved. I forget if I shared it or not, but 
Did I share how I got saved? The beginning? Except first thing? Uh, I've, uh, in... Uh, in Canada. Was it Canada? No, it wasn't Canada. It was, um... Oh, yes, it did. Cousin. Yeah. Yeah, so my cousin shared his testimony. And then that's how I got saved. He told me all about this amazing God that was healing people and changed his life in a moment. He was delivered from all these drugs and stuff. And I'm like, whoa. And I just evaluated my life there in a couple seconds, I guess. And I'm like, man, my life sucks. And if you're real, give me it. That was it. Nothing spiritual came out of my mouth. Just I said my exact words, my life sucks, give me yours. And I gave him my life, and that was it. But there's something powerful in sharing your testimony. Yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Yeah. Is, is that that's the testimony yeah. that's referring to that? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what the next verse says? Says we over well, it's not even the next verse, it's the same verse, but it always happens this way, okay? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of, their, word of our testimony, and that we they didn't love their life even unto death. That's the most important one right there. That's how we overcome. If you're scared, if you're afraid, you won't do that last thing. When opposition comes your way, you're like, oh no my feelings or my time or whatever it is, is more important than me being bold and stepping out or whatever it is, you know? We overcome because we don't care what happens to me. I, I will never die. Who I am is my, I'm a spirit, just like you. And we have a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a body. So this body will pass away but that's not us we are spirit so we'll never die again if we have jesus we'll never die so if we live like that that we don't live we don't love our lives even if it means that we have to die for what we're doing then you're doing exactly what jesus did you're doing exactly what the disciples did and it's uh yeah that's actually what we're called to and Bring it up a little later when you're talking about fire. I'll we'll do it right now. We're talking about... Okay, so the next one is water baptism. Uh, is a recognition of what's happened already. So when you got saved, uh, you're showing... It's more than just a symbol. It's really powerful. Has, it, has anyone here not been baptized? You want to be baptized? Beach. Nine o'clock. What's wrong with now? Yeah, summer. He's a beach person. Yeah. So you know that in the in the New Testament church in Acts, there there's not one occasion where someone gave their life to God that they weren't immediately baptized because they, it is so intertwined, water baptism and salvation, that it even says, it talks about baptism saving you. You're not saved because of going into water. You're saved because you believe Jesus. 
but they're so intertwined. And, and uh, because Peter said, uh, when they got baptized, the Holy Spirit fire came on their heads and, and he preached this message and thousands of people got saved. Right before that, they said, what do we do? He said, repent and be baptized. We've turned that into, tell Jesus to come into your heart. I don't know how that transition happened, but he said, repent and be baptized, <laughs> right? So that's, that's the thing. So repent, change your minds, turn from evil, the way that you're going, turn to good, to the person that you actually are, to God. We should come back to that. Mm. Yeah. We need to come back to that. Well, yeah. We need to have baptisms all the time. Yeah. We need to have people right. baptized in the Holy Spirit all the time. There's another thing, too. Day when I was saved, <laughs> yeah. they always had an altar call yes. at the end of the service yes. mm. that gave the people the opportunity to come down and give their lives to Christ. Mm. And like you know, you can have, they don't have to come down; they can do it in their seat, or you know, they can maybe talk to someone before they leave the church. But yeah. you know, they don't I, seem to I do just, that. I, I feel that's so yeah. important. I, I really feel that's important. Mm. I'd like to see us go back to that. I, I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I agree. Um, well, you did that one when you preached a few weeks ago here or a month ago or something. You yep. did an altar call. Well, you asked people to come up for prayer if they want prayer. Yeah. And you had a heap of people up here, but that's the first time I've only been coming here for eight months or something. Yeah. That was the first time I'd come across that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I used to go to church. Um, and when I first became a Christian like you, there was altar calls Every week after church. Yeah, after yeah, church. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm in two minds about that because uh, what happens is what I was just saying before. Like when we get saved. God draws us, right? No one can come to God by himself. It says that God draws you to himself. And what, what I, I'm not saying that people don't get saved that way. For sure, definitely people do. But uh, what seems to happen is come up to the front, repeat this prayer after me, now your life's good. There's like no... Um, it can't go farther than that or hardly goes further than that, you know? Like, there's not enough time, there's not enough people to to preach or teach or whatever for that person. So then they go away with not knowing what's going on. And and I feel like that's a lot of Christians who have not gone further further than that. They're saved. They can be saved totally. But then there's so much more. Like, we're not Christians for ourselves. If we're living a life as a Christian for me, if I'm living it for me, I don't know if I'm saved. Because the gospel is Jesus' example. He did not live for himself. He lived for everyone else all the time, 100%, totally perfect. Right? And that is our calling. So I like what I love to do, like when, when I have opportunity to, 
to tell people about Jesus anywhere, wherever I am, at, at work, in the store, or wherever. I, I want to give them, give them Jesus, however I can give it to them. I give them a word of knowledge or pray for them or, or show them love somehow and tell them Jesus loves you, whatever, whatever it is on my heart at that time. We're sowing seed, okay? So, like evangelism, talking about Jesus and getting people saved has been such um, fear-driven almost, I feel like. Like I said before, if we said we're going to the mall right now and praying for people, like fear would grip some people's hearts, you know? Like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't know how. I don't know what to say or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I'm going on tangent here, but... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But like... I I understand that. Like, you know, when people got saved, someone... They went aside to a room and someone shared with them. And, yeah. You know, they weren't just left. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like, so they had a system set up, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But like salvation is, is not so I can have a better day. Not so I'm blessed. You know? It's just not about that. It's about dying to yourself. That's what it's about. If we preach that and then someone comes up, then you know that person's going to be living like Jesus. Like, it doesn't take this long process to get to, get to walking like a disciple. Like, it just doesn't. The disciples got saved. Holy Spirit fell on them. Thousands of people get saved after one preach. And it just happened like that. And it happened. And it happened. Most people have never shared their testimony. Never preached to anybody. Rarely pray for anyone but their own needs, you know? It becomes very inward focused and... Yeah. I love having altar calls when I, I really want to make it hard for people to come. Like, not easy, you know? Come up the front and God will make your life good and whatever. Like, no one would say that, but it comes out that way, you know? Like, Jesus never made it easy for people. Like, <laughs> geez, what, what do you say to the rich young ruler? He's like, what do I do? He's like, do the, do the commandments. And he's like, okay, I've done that. And he's like, okay, great. And then he's like, uh, what are you saying? Like, who's my neighbor? And he asks all these questions, trying to qualify himself. Like, what, what do I do? And he's like, he's like what, do I do? what do I still do? What do I still lack? And he's like, go and give all your money to the poor and then come follow me. And he walked away sad. He's like, he didn't just say, oh, come to me. I'll, I'll say this prayer, walk with me. And then, and then we'll figure it out on the way. He's like, no, you do this now or else you can't come. Like, that's it. Like, not easy. I mean, are there any, more te- any other stories coming to your head from the Bible or anything you want to talk about? Like, Jesus called people out all the time to come follow me, and they did it, and they dropped their whole life. Same with you, look at the story of Elijah and Elisha. He picked a Elisha, he dropped, he didn't just drop what he was doing. He, he was plowing the field with his, with his oxen in his, in his plow, and he broke his plow together, made an altar, killed the cows, put them on top, and sacrificed to God. So there's no way he's coming back. That is, his whole livelihood is gone. 
it's impossible to go back. Yeah, Abraham. Oh yeah, Abraham. Yeah, well, he heard the voice of God, and that's a that's a good story. Yeah, for uh, a, a good example of Jesus, what Jesus did. Do you know that? So, like for example, like Abraham, he God said, "Go sacrifice your son," right? And he's like, "Okay." You're God. I'll do whatever you say. I don't understand. Even though you promised me through this son, I'd have as many descendants as I can even, can't even count how many stars are in the sky. That's through this son. So he believed that, that even though if he killed them, that God would raise him from the dead because that's the only way that his promise could be fulfilled. So he did it. He took a son and he made the son carry all the wood on his back. And the son asked, where's the, we have the wood and we have the fire, but, but where's the, where's the sacrifice that all oh, God will provide? And then, uh, yeah, they get there. They get to where they're going to sacrifice and he ties up his son. He's about to kill him. And an angel stops him. And it's just like Jesus. Like Jesus had to carry his wood, his cross up the mountain all by himself. And yeah, it's, that's a good story because that's Abraham was obeying God and what he said and Jesus was obeying God what he said even if it meant death it didn't matter like like we're so as Christians covetous for our own life you know we don't want to die we don't want to have pain or anything you know Well, if if you hear that now, that's the devil. Okay. <laughs> Don't ever do that now. I'm not about to kill my son because someone said it. Yeah. It's so. Majorly it's majorly extreme. Totally. Totally. Completely extreme. In every way, and God gives us the privilege to live that same life for ourselves, I say it all the time like I believe we have the privilege to live our life not loving our life even if we have to die regardless of what happens regardless of how we share the gospel or whatever or you can be a Christian and come to church and live for yourself and you're still going to heaven you can do that. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you live that way, you will never grow in God. You will always have questions. You will never have answers. You won't know what to do. You'll be the person coming up and asking for prayer all the time because you don't know what... You know, that's, that's great. And people, you need that when you're first saved, when you don't know anything. And there's no shame and no guilt and no condemnation in that. But when you're growing up in God, we've got to start to feed ourselves. We've got to start to 
walk and then run, you know? You mean feed by the word. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to know like what how what God's testing you. You know, like is it it's like living yourself as life Yeah. Like when you're a baby, right? You need to be spoon fed, right? You can't like for us the food is the word, God's word. Right? So you come to church you hear the word of God and you're like, oh, awesome, that's feeding you, it's feeding you. And we should be able to do that now ourselves. Pick up your Bible, read it. Oh, okay, yes, I'm feeding, you know? And remember the first, first day we talked about the, what Paul said, or, sorry, the first, first week of this course, he was talking about the elementary teachings of the gospel. And now he said that, at this time, you should be teaching already. But I can't even call you mature. You're still children on milk. You know? Like, we should all, like, it's not the person up front's job to be a good Christian for you. <laughs> Everyone has the same responsibility. Everyone is called to preach the gospel. Everyone is called to lay hands on the sick. Everyone. Like, if you see the, the fruit of your life, like, just look at yourself. Don't look at anyone else. Like, am I, where am I at, you know? And again, you don't have to be condemned or ashamed or whatever. There's just more. And that's why we're here, right? That's why we're here, to learn. And we have to go through this stuff. I feel like this order that, that I've done it is... We're getting to the, the gospel is 100% a challenge, in my opinion. Like, you have to do something, or else the Bible says you're deceiving yourself. Like, you're lying to yourself and believing those lies. Oh, it's okay if I'm a Christian. If it's okay if I don't pray for people. It's okay, I'll do it next time. And 40 years rolls by, I'll do it next time. <laughs> people are like that people have been a Christian for 40, 50 years never shared their testimony to anybody people don't even know that they're Christian you know I feel like it's because like, like when you were saved like, it was like overwhelmingly amazing for you like, but I haven't had that myself so it's not just like black and white it's black and white to you like you can just go yeah that's how it is I'm going yeah okay what, what, what do you think that I have that you don't um the the word of God inside you like you can actually just about hear him talking to you whereas <laughs> I try and I am trying tell you I'm trying and I just don't hear anything. Not that I'm expecting to hear voices in my head, but yeah. like I just I'm looking everywhere for it. We're trying to we're reading and trying to find it everywhere. I love worship music. Probably that's the thing that's really resonates inside me when I hear it. Yeah. It really touches my heart. But as far as everything else, sometimes I mean when you you were talking a couple of times I've heard some of your um some of your preaching 
and like what you said resonates inside me it's quite good and then when I'm listening to Jim sometimes I'll get something of him but it's not all the time it's not like overwhelmingly like boom wow I didn't even realise that you know? mm. I just want that wake up moment that just hits you that's what I'm looking for and I, if I have that mm. I mean I've been telling guys at work to come to church and like one of them has and I've brought a couple of people but it's like it's, I don't have that much knowledge that I can just go up to someone in the street and just say, this is how it is, and look, can't you just understand it? And you know, tell them everything that's amazing about God. And I know it, everything <laughs> about God is amazing. It's just like, I just don't know what you know. But you know? well, you're saved, right? I'm saved. Well, yes, but I, I'm still... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saved, but... I don't even know what my testimony is. I was asking Kathy, what is my testimony? So I've actually... I haven't... Okay, let's go through this right now. It's good. It's good. So there was a before, a during, and an after. Yeah. Right? When we share testimonies, it's good short little teaching. Don't... Don't... You don't need to go so much in the before. Okay? Everyone sinned. Okay? We understand whole list of stuff that you can talk about a batter sinner and whatever he did and then there was a point where you made a decision for God yeah. and then what's happened since then that's your story okay. very easy so do you know a point that it happened was it gradual uh, either or no like three years ago probably say probably three years ago I'm not about to talk Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, thing you're talking about, what you have enough the day that you're saved to do, to talk to anyone. The thing is, what you need is to do it. That's it. That's it. Like, you need, we need, when you have the Holy Spirit, when you have God living in you, He wants out. You need an outlet, you know? Like, he wants to come to, to tell everybody, you know? Like, you have that desire, obviously, in you. You need an outlet. Anybody, pick anyone in the world. Pick your dog. Talk to your dog. Seriously. Pray for him to be... Yeah, pray for him, whatever, you know? Yeah. Sing. No way. <laughs> I'll control the stuff in the back. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what we need. Like if you see something in, in someone that you that you want, you have it in your way. It's just the outlet. You need to, to let it out. Like right away. Like I mentioned this guy a couple of times if you ever listen to David Hogan. He, he teaches people, right, when they get saved, that they can raise the dead. I actually listened to a couple of those. Yeah. 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 And, and they do. Because no... <laughs> you can. Well, I'm tell, telling you right now, you can. You have everything you need. It's just like anything in the, in the Bible. It's by grace. <laughs> You're saved by grace through faith. 
Holy Spirit, everything. You, you believe. You believe that you have it, then you get it. You know? You believe first. And then faith has action to it. I just got a scripture when she was when she was sharing. First uh, John three twenty says, even if we feel feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and He knows everything. So, we are to live by faith, not feelings. Feeling? No. That's huge. Yeah. Feelings are good. Anything else before, like, it, it, it was always about, like, you know, if I get saved, then I feel good, or I'm enlightened or something, mm. or I'm walking around enlightened and enlightened, more expansive meditative space. <laughs> and it isn't like that, you know, mm. which I've learned. Like, feelings come and feelings go. Yeah. Like, but they're not. They're not reliable. They're not reliable. That's good. That's very good. So, like all the stuff that you want and want and see in others that you think you want or whatever, like you can, you can have that. But we, it's really hard when you're looking for an experience. Mm, that's it. Because don't those don't like come all the time. Like regardless, like when you get that's saved, I want, to be over the head. <laughs> I want that too. And I and I pray for that stuff all the time. I so want that I. God, yes. But if I don't get it, it doesn't mean that I don't have what what you get. Like when you're saved, you are saved by grace through faith. And you have it. That's it. If you believe and confess in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you're saved. That's it. If you don't feel it or nothing happens, like it's irrelevant. You have what he says. 
Same thing with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It says it's a gift. If you want it, you ask for it, he'll give it to you. You don't have to sit there and wait for the gift of tongues or anything. You have it. Done. And the other gifts and whatever, they come. Either sometimes they come instantly, sometimes they come a little while later. I got, um, I went over to New Guinea when probably a year or two after I got saved and I got the, had the opportunity to go to a leprosy camp and only all the group didn't have to go, it was just the ones that wanted to go and there was probably only about five or six people went and I think I was the only girl that went yeah. and um, I'm going, I sort of felt as though I was led to go as the opportunity you don't yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I went and God really used that he just showed me his love for these people that they were in this sort of cage compound and to see them yeah, yeah the love just you want that experience with God he'll you know give you can we pray for him to have opportunities? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. To, yeah. Do you want to pray for him right now? Yeah, I'll okay. pray for him right now. Look at that. Dear <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just pray for Mike that he has opportunities to share and that he open, that you open his eyes and that open his heart and that you see that, let him know that he's the vessel for you to move through to touch others. Lord God, and to share your love and your saving grace, Lord God, and just open his heart, Lord God, and um, just make him be aware of things that he can input into other people's lives and spread seeds around other people. Yeah, and share things, Lord God. It doesn't have to be big. Um, can be. It can be, <laughs> but just, yeah. Just let him know that he's been used by you, Lord God, and um, and that he can hear from you, Lord Jesus. We just pray that the path be opened up, Lord God, that he be used and he know that he's a son of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I just felt love when I saw those people <laughs> and it just broke off something with me. And that, that's why I value people now, mm. because God showed me the love that he has for them. Mm. Isn't that awesome? And it's through worship. Mm. You might not, not like singing, but it's... I don't know. It doesn't matter how bad a singer you are. <laughs> you you just listen to music. It's better if you sing yourself to your father and open up your heart mm -hmm. and um, minister to him. And that probably three or four years ago, I got touched in worship. So if it happens to me, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people, John and everyone else, but it can happen to you too. Obedience step was like one of the best things that I learned. Just taking the next right step and the next right step. <laughs> All right. Just 
God for like increase your faith. <laughs> and something that's really helped me as well, I just pray to God, like increase my faith according to your will and strengthen my heart. Just simple, simple, simple prayers. All right, just for the sake of time, we'll continue to go this way. <laughs> it's all very good. Thank you for the input. It's great that I'm not a talking head all the time. It's good. Um, water baptism. So who can baptize? Anybody? Christian. Sorry? People that have been baptized. Yeah, what did you say? Anyone who's a Christian. Yeah. Somebody believes in God. Okay. You mean actual help them get dumped? Yeah. Do that again? Any yeah. believer? Mm-hmm. What do we think? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a right and the wrong answer? <laughs> no, I, I just I just don't want to say. It. I just want to hear what's what we're thinking. Yeah. So it's all correct. A Christian, you know, a disciple can make another disciple. That's how it works. So, water baptism, uh, this is where a disciple water baptizes another disciple in water. So Jesus said, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, and tell these new disciples to follow all my teachings, you know? So that's, that's it. We're done. Now, so... Matthew 28, uh, 18 to 20. I'll just read that out. Jesus came and told the disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this is what he told the disciples and then they made new disciples and now we're disciples. So anyone who wants to give their life to God or has already, hasn't been water baptized, so if you want to be baptized, go dunk them. Like, that's, that's part of it, okay? So this is, yeah. Uh, another one, another scripture, 1 Peter 3.20 uh, to 21, says, Those who disobeyed God long ago, when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat, only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you. See, that's what I was talking about before. But not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clear conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what happens when we're a Christian and that in the water baptism, it's a response to God. I have a clear conscience. You should have a clear conscience. I know my sin is not held against me anymore. Like, ever. Ever again. Like, we never have to live. Ever. God never uses uh, guilt, shame, or condemnation. Ever. Those are like major tools of the devil. He uses all the time. Guilty, shameful, condemned all the time and whenever you feel that that's a hundred percent never from god it's not how the holy spirit works he doesn't god doesn't subcontract the devil to do his work you know that's not how he works 
It's a response to God from a clean conscience. I'm responding, God, you've saved me. I'm going to go under the water, die, and rise again a new person. I'm a new person, totally cleansed, totally, totally restored in all those promises you have right away when you know what they are. So water baptism doesn't actually save us. Faith in Jesus does. Okay? It is possible to be saved without being baptized in water. For example, the thief on the cross. Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise today. And he just believed in Jesus on the cross. That's it. Right? So that's a good example. However, water baptism is so intertwined with the act of salvation that it's said to save us. Like it's so, it's always repent and be baptized. How, what do we do to be saved? Repent and be baptized. All the time. Mark 16, 16 says, anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So it's all about believing. Like salvation is believing. And then you do. Right? So it just it goes hand in hand with being born again. Water baptism. And a big one, and we're going to talk about it last next week as well. Holy Spirit. So baptism in the Holy Spirit is receiving the Spirit on you for others. So when Jesus got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it came on him like a dove. It wasn't a dove. It was like a dove. And then what did he do right away? He went to the wilderness, and then he started his ministry. Started healing and raising the dead and doing all that stuff. Is that what happens when you get out the front? When? You're talking about before, um, in church, when, when you do a calling, is that receiving the Holy Spirit? No. No, so receiving, well, I'll get into it today, and I'll, okay. if I don't answer your question, then remind me. <laughs> I think I'm going to go into it right now. Um, so, uh, Matthew 3.11 so this is John the Baptist talking, says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So who does the baptizing of the Holy Spirit? Jesus. So it's not me when I lay hands on you. It's not you when you lay hands on someone else. It's Jesus. Isn't that cool? Mm. No pressure. Mm. Zero pressure. It's not my job. <laughs> I got to lay hands and he does it, you know? That is really powerful. So Jesus is the one doing the baptism. I believe that many Christians are saved and many Christians are water baptized yet they're living in this wilderness like the people in, of Israel. 
and they need to cross over to the, the Jordan River and experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. So they can actively advance the kingdom of God just like Israel did. That's the point. That's the point, to, to advance God's kingdom, right? So God's kingdom is a way of thinking and being. God said, he said, remember in the, in the scriptures, if, if someone says the kingdom's over here, the kingdom over there, don't listen to them. The kingdom is inside of you. So that's a way of thinking and being. Like having the mind of Christ doesn't mean that your brain looks like Jesus's. It means you think like he does. And that's what we have. It's amazing. We're not like, it's not a progressive thing. We have that already. And you will learn, the more that you know of the word, the more that you will think that way, the more you'll believe that way, and the more that you'll talk that way, and the more that you'll act that way. If you know one truth, then you can talk and act and do that one truth. But if you know more and more, then all of a sudden your life looks like Jesus. And it's, and it's him. <laughs> so the baptism of the Holy Spirit what it's for is the advancement of the gospel, the good news. So it gives you a lot of awesome stuff to you. It gives you boldness, for one. It gives you boldness where you didn't have boldness before, to share, to talk. Like, you know that if, you're, if you think you're shy or timid, that's not you. That's not you. It doesn't matter who you are. Because the Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of love and power and a sound mind. Amen. So like, if we think, oh, I'm, I'm too shy or I'm done it for it, you're just out of practice. Really? It's always intimidating to do something you've never done before, but once you do it, you keep doing it and you get better and you get better and you practice. and You know? It just works that way. It's really good. It's amazing when you when you go and talk to someone about Jesus that you have a testimony of someone talking to Jesus, you know? <laughs> and when you don't talk to people about Jesus, you don't have testimonies of talking to people about Jesus. Like it, it's very, very easy, like, <laughs> to explain, you know? It's super simplified. It's like when you, yeah, when you step out and do that, yeah. like, the Holy Spirit would just be upon you at those times. Yeah. Like, people always ask me when I, I, I got saved when I was 18 and went all over the place and had a bunch of stories. And I'm like, people ask me, it's back in Canada, sharing, sharing what God's doing in my life. And they ask me, like, God, why doesn't that happen here? Why doesn't what happen? Why don't we see people getting healed? Like, how many times have you prayed for people? Never? Well, there you go. <laughs> no? Like, it's not rock science. Why don't I see it? Well, Jesus says that signs and wonders follow those who believe. So, and if you believe, 
you will do what I say. Right? It's so like, you can't live a comfortable just sitting on the couch, potato, you know, Christian life. Just we'll have a bunch of questions, no answers, and wonder when all the answers are in the book, you know? It's really awesome when you start living that way. Like, you just take one faith step and you might not see anything happen, but you're like, whoa, I did it, you know? I actually just ran past that fear and just did it, whatever I did, you know? Just tell someone, Jesus really loves you. Okay, bye. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But like that's the next time you can be like, oh, I just want to know Jesus loves you and stay there and see what he says. You know? You know, that can be it. Like that's it. You're never wrong when you say that. <laughs> Jesus loves everybody. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> she, already does, she already does that. All the above. the people she goes and talks to. <laughs> Why are you worried? Oh, Jesus went to anyone. He went to the yeah, drunks know, and all the rest of it. Some of the people aren't of sound mind. It doesn't matter. They are the ones that more need it. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Remember the guy that, did you see the guy that was here? God loves him. He probably yeah. does. He does. Yeah. And he wants to heal. He does. Yeah. But yes. I'm standing there watching, making sure nothing's happening. <laughs> like any... Yeah. Like we have the word already. Mm-hmm. Hey? If you ever think, like, I heard this. That <laughs> this guy, he was teaching a big big group, and people always came to him with that. Like, oh, I, I don't feel led. I don't feel led by the Holy Spirit to go talk to this person. This and what he did in this conference, he got everyone a little piece of lead, right? He said, put it on your pockets. And when you go and see someone and you don't feel lead, put your hands in there. <laughs> you feel lead now, now go. <laughs> we already have God's word. He's already said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. Everyone. It's just like, make the most of every opportunity. Yeah. And like, sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. God will give you that. Yeah. In- inclination give you a word of knowledge give you whatever sometimes he will but way more often than not he's already spoken so his answer is go in your presence and pass on the word like well, since coming to church like i see people out in the street they know that we come here and see our family and kids Yeah, like your life lived reveals what you believe. So people will see your life and you're like, I know Mark. He wasn't, that's not the same guy that I knew a year ago or whatever it was. And then they, all of a sudden they're questioning in their heart and their head. And hopefully they come to you. What's, why are you different? How are you different? Or whatever. 
then you have that opportunity. Yeah, I had somebody recognize me after a year, like I hadn't seen them for a year, and she just, she said, she just walked right up to me and went, you're full of light. <laughs> There's a few people who commented, because we don't sort of notice ourselves. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. But also, too, like when you go to share the Lord with somebody, like you just, you don't, um, you never know where they're at or what's mm-hmm. happening in their life, you know. And sometimes they might be, you know, they put up a wall and seem like they, they're not listening and, or, you know, they don't want to know about it or whatever. But um, sometimes it's those people that actually come to the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. that repent, and and your words, you know, have have helped, have helped mm-hmm. them there. Yeah. yeah. So who who here has been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Hands mm-hmm. raised up. Yeah. Who doesn't know? Oh, we don't. Yes, know. sorry. You did it. I thought yes. I had things, and I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Good. Right. Let's we'll go through a bunch of scriptures here, and then I'll ask again. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay. I'm just going to read a bunch of There's like seven of them. Uh, in Acts 1.8, it says, Jesus said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So you will receive power. Power. The Holy Spirit comes on you. Okay? Um, Some big examples here. This is a story of the Samaritans. They were born again, then baptized in water, and then baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you'll see all three here in uh, Acts 8 12 to 17 but now the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ as a result many men and women were baptized so they believed then they were baptized in water then Simon himself believed and was baptized in water then he began following Philip wherever he went And he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for these new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon them, upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you see how here, like, when I said in water, it doesn't actually say that there, but he, like, you should already know that's kind of what he's saying, you know? Because why get baptized if they've already been baptized, you know? Uh, the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. So he's seen that they were saved, they baptized in the water, then they got Peter and John there, 
and they laid hands on him, and they received the Holy Spirit. Okay? And another story, Cornelius and his household, they were born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, then baptized in the water. Okay, so different, different arrangement of what happened, but it's, it's always salvation first. Uh, uh, Acts ten forty four to 48 say, Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers uh, who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. So if you don't know this, the first time that the Holy Spirit fell on people that weren't Jewish. Right? So it was like, what the heck? This is the whole world can have it now. Uh, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized in water? Now that they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did. So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. There you go, being baptized into Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. And one more example, the Ephesian disciples were born again, then baptized in water, and then baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's Acts 19.1. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior region until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit baptism okay <laughs> then what baptism did you receive he asked them uh, and they replied the baptism of John Paul said John's baptism called for repentance from sin but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later meaning Jesus then when Paul laid his hands on him the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied so these are some good examples of all three, baptism of Jesus, salvation, water, Holy Spirit. So like when I, well, I had good teaching right when I got saved. But a lot of people think that you get it all when you get saved. And, and you, you do, you get Jesus, which is everything. But there's, then there's the water baptism, and then there's the Holy Spirit baptism. So when you get saved, it's for you. The Holy Spirit comes in you for you. Your old person's dead. The new person's alive because of the Spirit in you, right? And you are one with God. You're inter intertwined, intermingled, baptized. A good picture for baptism is like when you dye a piece of cloth. For example, you have a blue dye or whatever it is. A white cloth, you put it in there, you will never get that thing white again. They're one. That, that dye is, is in that cloth. It is blue now. It will never be white again. Right? So that's what happens, like, with you and the Holy Spirit. You're so intertwined together as one, you and God, just like Jesus. Like, people wanted to kill Jesus because he said that. I and the Father are one. So me and the Father are one too. And so are you. Yeah. Like that's, 
crazy. Like, people wanted to kill him, and they did. (laughs) And you see how it happened. So some people didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit baptism. Some people, um, he laid hands on them. Some people, he was just sharing the gospel, and the Holy Spirit fell on them. You know, it's not just cookie cutter. This is, hey, do it. Like, this is the book, step one, step one, step step two, step whatever. It's like, preach the gospel, tell people about God, lay hands on the sick, do what Jesus said, you know? Um, what's the next one? Acts 1.7 said, uh, he told them, you don't get, oh, okay, this is good. This is in the message version. Acts 1, 7, 8. He told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witness in Jerusalem, all over Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. So that's what this is for, to be his witness. In the scripture we read before, the Holy Spirit you will receive power. It's the same scripture just in the message what I just read. You will receive power. So the Holy Spirit coming on you is the empowerment to be bold and share the gospel. To share, like, it will give you wisdom. It will give you boldness. It will give you, you can walk or run past that fear. You know, like, Perfect love casts out all fear. If you're perfected in love, you have no fear anymore. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, you know, you'll never die. I'm living for God. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's a privilege that you can live up to if you want to. But, I mean, it's extreme sacrifice. And people don't see that sacrifice. They just see the fruit of it. You know, and like, like I can't give you by laying on hands or whatever my relationship with God. That's thousands of hours of saying I love you and being with him, you know, like that's just, (laughs) that's how it is. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, he gives you that, and then you start that journey of your own boldness. So when I got saved, my cousin shared me all these testimonies, and and I thought that was amazing, and that changed my life. But I said to myself, like, I don't want to share his stories my whole life. I want to share my own stories. I want to experience God. Like, we have to experience God. Like, I shared that one day when I was preaching, like, the difference between believing and knowing, you know? said if, if, if Jim said that he could do a handstand and f- from here to there say yeah I, I believe you because you're not a liar I, I believe that but if I see him doing it I know he can do it and I could tell him oh, yeah, I bet you a million dollars he'll do it you know like bet my life that he can do it and that's the difference that boldness <laughs> and that, that power like and it's just like salvation you receive it by faith and then you have it. You don't need to have that feeling. Sometimes you do. You can have it, sure. 
Sometimes you speak in tongues right away, sometimes a little bit longer. It's just like all the other gifts as well. Like in Christianity, we have to, like for healing, sometimes you pray for 10, 20, 30, 40 people, then you get a breakthrough. You're contending, you're believing, you're showing God, I do believe, I do believe. You say do it and I'm doing it. (coughs) And then all of a sudden it happens. And it's happening, happening, happening more and more. It's the same thing. few more scriptures right? in uh, Acts 10.38 and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power then Jesus came then, sorry, then Jesus went around doing good healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him so that's for us too but God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power Romans 14, 7 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Another verse says that the kingdom of God is not just about talk, but it's about power. You can talk to people till you're blue in the face. They don't care. But if you show them the power of God, that means you believe it. And then that can, that will change them. You give someone a word of knowledge, you tell them what they ate last week, or you tell them about their dying sister or something like that. All of a sudden, they're open when they were closed. You know. Oh, that's the last verse. I didn't even read it. First Corinthians four twenty. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. So, like this is what. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit means. Does that clarify anything for anyone who doesn't? So, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want to, I can pray for you right now. And anyone who hasn't, anyone who has as well can lay hands on you as well if we want that. So, do we know what it is? It's power. Um. Yeah, receiving the Spirit on you, just like it came on Jesus, just like it came on the disciples, the fire. Oh, fire, yes. Does anyone have any idea what the fire is, what he's talking about? I've been praying about this and talking to God about this for a while, I feel like. Is it the power and the anointing? I mean, I'm, I'm not 100% confident in it, but I think I know what it is. <laughs> I think the fire is the opportunity for trial and being able to walk through the fire. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like they had trial by fire, like actual fire. And they overcame because they didn't love their life, even unto death. Say, who are you, king? We're not going to bow before you. God is real. And even if he doesn't deliver us, know today that he is God and you're not. Like, they didn't care. They were going to die. They didn't care. Like, we're not even going to 
do something so easy as to like kneel. We're not going to do that. Like, like, it's for the advancement of the kingdom. It's for others. It gives you the power. It gives you the boldness. It gives you the wisdom and the time that you need it. Like, for me, I had, I got saved and then a couple months later, I came to Australia. Oh, no. Weeks later, I forget. Then I got baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit like in the same week or something. So there's never a gap in, like some people get saved, get baptized 30 years later and 20 years later, get baptized in the Holy Spirit when that can all happen in the same day, in the same like 10 minutes. Jesus got baptized in water and instantly Holy Spirit came upon him, right? So I don't have that. I, it's hard for me to understand what that's like living without that. But I've always had that, the heart for other people. Like right away when I got saved, like I can't help but love everyone else. Like I want to tell people about, about Jesus and I want to bless you and do whatever for you, even though I don't know anything about you. And before I was saved, I could care less about anyone, you know? So this is what this is for. So it'll give you boldness. But it's not for you. You already got the Holy Spirit living in you. It'll compel you to be a witness. You know? I think sometimes, um, for me anyway, because I don't speak in tongues, yeah. I feel like Satan has this kind of we can believe is what the Bible says, right? You feel I like, have that love for other people like you were talking about. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like that... Uh, where is it? Uh, the scripture we just read. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it here. Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers and they received the Holy Spirit. And if you ask for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a gift. Yeah, I've done that. If you want it, if you've asked for it, you got it. Right. That's just plain and simple. Like, and in the in the Bible, the examples of what God tells us to do is lay hands on the sick, preach the word, and obviously, if they're preaching the word, like, uh, where was it? In uh, the Acts 10, even as Peter was saying these things, so he's preaching the gospel, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. How, how would he know? He'd have to see something, right? Or something would have happened, Right? So they probably spoke in tongues and prophesied like he's saying in all these other verses, right? But he doesn't mention that in the other ones. 
but like that I feel like tongues is a big thing that people get confused about like we're not getting baptized for the gift of tongues we're getting baptized for others and and tongues is is a gift just like all the gifts we have access to all the gifts but we will be more prominent in certain ones specifically for ourselves like we can walk in all the gifts everything the holy spirit has for us everything every single one like i don't have just a part of god in me i have the fullness of god living inside of me but a lot of those like i'm pursuing certain gifts like i want to see miracles like i want to see i want words of knowledge i want words of wisdom i want to like people have walked in such crazy stuff and like i want that stuff and i'm pursuing it but like mostly i my guess probably faith in teaching and i don't know faith yeah it's probably the biggest one so like you will walk in in one or two or three gifts more prominent than all the others but you can still have all of them so if you pursue the gift of tongues like you can and god says it's good to do that pursue prophecy and all this stuff but that's not you're not not baptized in the holy spirit if you don't speak in tongues right away like i know testimonies of two people got baptized at the same time one person spoke in tongues right away the other person took five months and then they spoke in tongues because they were praying and and thank you, God, I'm, I want this, and I'm pursuing it, and, and, they, and they got it. has nothing to do with being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You ask them, it's a gift from God. He said, I have a gift for you. Here you go. Do you want it? Yes, there you go. Easy. Like, that's easy. Just like salvation. I have a gift for you. Do you want it? Yes, there you go. It's yours. That's it. Make sense? And it's not perfection. No. Like God, God knows like our shortcomings. Like, like it doesn't matter. He can clean up our mess, like he already has. Nothing's too hard for God. Like especially when I talk about like being free from sin. Say I'm free from sin. Free and people are like, sin. what do you mean? Oh. Are you perfect? <laughs> That's the, the people ask. I am free from sin. Because the Bible says it about like 50 times. Does that mean you're perfect? Nope. That scripture that we read here, it's about a clear conscience. I have a clear conscience. I know who I am. God says it, therefore I am. Not because I didn't do it or I did do it. Whatever it is. And the more I, that sinks in and you believe it, the less and less and less you 
sin. Like I used to, even as a Christian, it's always bombarded with the thoughts of whatever. You know? And then I got that revelation, that thing that you're getting, Mark. That's not me, that voice. That's the bad guy. That's the devil saying these thoughts or whatever. Like, that's not me. I'm born again. I got the mind of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me, that I've changed. And then after a while, he doesn't come back to that because he just gets bombarded with God's word. But then if you, if you stop fellowshipping with God, then, oh, there's an opportune time. He hasn't read the Bible in a month. Boom. And then like, oh, what did God say again? Oh, did God really say that? I forget, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's a cycle. So we got to have that bread of life every day, that manna that came down from heaven. That was Jesus. They had to eat it every day. And they couldn't hoard it up for the next day or else it went rotten. It's the same thing. Every single day, we need That's the word of God. Really yeah. yeah we're looking for, we were trying to read that last night, actually. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that Exodus? It's Somewhere in Exodus, yeah. Yeah, I was Exodus 7. I was trying to find that um, book talks about that whole thing. I think it's the whole of Exodus, really, isn't it? Going through the desert. I'd have to look it up where, where it is, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're begging for food, like, like the first day in or something like oh what are we gonna do god you brought us out here to kill us you don't even give us food i'll bring food from heaven and then they complain about it (laughs) you know so yeah but jesus said that i am the manna that came down from heaven he is the bread of life he is the communion thing that we have you know he is that bread he was that bread so they're eating jesus every day just like he calls himself the word. Eat that word every day. Get it in you. Yeah. But anyways. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. His power on you for others. And you, without even asking, you can see it on people who are activated in that gift doesn't mean you don't have it means you're not doing anything with it if you do have it or very little or whatever but you can see the people that are on fire and who don't care what happens I don't care if I die I don't care if I get hit I don't care if I lose my job I'm going to talk to this person at work you know like (laughs) real life stuff you know those are the people that you're listening to or people are talking about or whatever because they're not loving their life. They're denying themselves. They're denying the, the fear, the whatever. So I would love to pray for anyone who wants that. If anyone wants it. Yeah, you have? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right.